Good afternoon, everyone. As I promised you this morning, we would be back. We got earlier today, we got Mark from the Barmy Army's reaction to the Manchester Derby uh, that happened on Friday night, which if you all recall, was a 3-0 victory for Manchester City over United on Friday. I hope you are well. We are here in the ATL where we have not seen any sunlight for days, just pure days, just no sunlight nothing uh vitamin c deficiency scurvy all over the place it's going to be miserable but hey apparently they're telling us the sun will come back to atlanta tomorrow most of the country is in a major snowstorm ice storm all over the country it's a dumpster fire train wreck so nothing better to do but to watch this video watch this podcast subscribe to manchester's burning you'll have something to do uh, while you're snowed in iced in and not seeing any sun for six days so i have again a match instant not so instant reaction this is your manchester city women's team weekly feature and we're doing this reaction to the manchester derby on friday we have brought back again emma from the manchester city women fan cast again to Maybe gloat. I don't know. Uh, she's smiling. So I, I maybe gloat about a win, but give us her uh, reaction 48 hours plus after the fact uh, to the Manchester Derby that's coming up. Welcome back, Emma. Glad that you are with us today. Hey, you okay? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. All right. So Emma, You've had 48 plus hours after the Derby. How do you, what's your, what are your thoughts? What are your feelings about that match? Um, I'm still not over it. (laughs) I keep watching Caroline Weir's goal on repeat. Um, Yeah, just so happy with the result. Uh, Another big three points. We went out, we did what we had to do and, and we got the win and that's really important. How did you think of the, the the first part of the match? Because the first part of the match was a bit tight at first. Uh, I think both teams really tried to play their game out early. United came out and they really started trying to press early themselves. Um, they tried to, on their offensive side, they tried to try to maybe try to take advantage of the spa- space that was provided by City doing the same thing to them, which was really pressing. But as things got along, I kept thinking to myself, this is going to be a contest of sort of just mental and physical, just whoever kind of blinks first. What were your thoughts of the first opening 15 or so minutes? Yeah, it was quite, it was quite cagey, wasn't it? It was, Mm -hmm. it was almost, you know, we were sort of counteracting each other, you know, no team really wanted to give too much away. Uh, it almost felt if played out like that for, for 90 minutes, like you said, it was going to be an exhausting game uh, and then sort of result in a sort of nil-nil kind of game. But yeah, it, it eventually started to open up um, in terms of play. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was a strange, <laughs> it was a bit of a strange start, to be honest. And And it was, but it slowly began to seem that as things began to open up that 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 city was was getting closer getting closer they were building up through the each of the thirds um you know united really was trying to hold hold tight to things but then 
the first goal came. Tell tell us about the first goal and what your thoughts about how that played out. Yeah, well, frustratingly for, for United, it came off the back of a set piece, which obviously they'll be disappointed of having obviously conceded the two against Reading earlier, the, well, not earlier in the week, but the week before sort of thing. So I think United fans would have been frustrated that the goal did come from a set piece. It was it was poor defending really on United's part, um, but it was great to see Lucy Bronze capitalise on that. Yeah, a lot of the, the remarks that I'd, I'd heard about that was, you know, like, here we go again. What was sort of the thing like, oh my gosh, another set piece. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, there are a couple of quibbles out there that, that said, you know, somebody should have, somebody should have marked Lucy Bronze, uh, you know, coming through. And I'm like, really? You know, I, I, I kind of doubt that. I think Lucy Bronze yeah, ended was, up being in the right place at the right time. Exactly. Yeah. It kind of felt like that to me as well. Um, you know, we've seen those sort of goals you know, they're a bit scrappy, but, you know, they end up in the back, back of the net and I suppose they're ugly goals, but, you know, for the opening goal, you'll take it. I think it changed the momentum of the game. Um, I think like Mark said, when we spoke last week, he said, you know, the first game, the first goal in this game will be really important. And that was certainly the case here. How did it change in your, from your perspective for Manchester City to get that first goal in? Um, I think it changed more for United than it did for City. I think mm -hmm. just kept, you know, trying to do the things that we've been doing so well, uh, you know, the possession-based football and, and building up through the back, um, you know, quite matched in terms of, you know, United not really wanting to give too much away. But I think after the goal came, it almost deflated them. And it, there just wasn't enough there to think that they could find their way back into it. And which is quite surprising because, you know, one, one nil up at the break, you know, what to play for in a game like that. So you, it sounded like that you felt like, you know, the first game, the first goal was so pivotal that it just sort of changed. It, it made United have to chase the game uh, rather than, you know, kind of holding still, um, and so it, it also, to me also, I think it, it provided city just some more impetus and momentum that, okay, now we got the first yeah. goal in, we can be a little bit more, more comfortable, uh, because one of the things that seemed to me, and you tell me what your thought was, was that one of the things that United seemed like they were trying to do was to try to take out Ellen White out. And I don't mean that in a bad way. What <laughs> I mean is, is to keep her away from the ball, keep the ball away from her. Yeah. Uh, you know, and make it harder to get deep into, you know, the, the, that six yard box. Uh, how did that seem to you? Yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of agree with that. I think obviously Ellen White has, has been pivotal in the last, you know, three or four games at for City and you know that the goals are going to come through majority of the time through Ellen White if you were just looking on those last few games alone so yeah I, I think obviously the front three I like to call it a front three now <laughs> because it, it they're so vital to to everything you know in terms of the creativity and the job had in terms of goals um I think for me just a little bit more on United I, I kind of feel yes the goal kind of changed the momentum of the game but I think also 
losing Leah Golton uh, to injury had a, an impact on the game purely because she she was up until the point she went off their best player um, in terms of their you know opportunities they were creating through through Leah. So I think her loss and going out injured was was a, a big big loss for them as well. If that um, makes sense. Yeah, and it, it was something that that had you know definitely when as I was watching it was a I thought it was a really pivotal moment because Leah Galton up until this point had been a rather pivotal key to their offensive uh, you know their offensive tack particularly recently with the injuries that they've had and so you know and so she had been really either the goal scorer or the feeder of the ball to someone like Kristen press or Lauren James or somebody up front. And then you take that out, then you lose something, you know, you they lost a lot. And I kept thinking to myself, if United goes on to lose this match, it's, it, it's been also lose her to injury for a significant amount of time. I don't know which should to be worse, you know, to lose Galton for several weeks with all the other injuries they have versus actually losing the Derby. And so that's kind of, and then I think that must've been a real, to me, that must've been a real downer going into halftime. Like we're down one nil and then we lost one of our best offensive players at the same time. That must've been, you know, pretty difficult. Yeah. Uh, and so forth. But I did like though. Yeah. Um. But I, I did like, though, Ellen White did try to do this wild bicycle kick. <laughs> that a bicycle kick <laughs> shot in the 38th minute yeah. that was saved. That would have been another possible uh, goal of the year candidate if that had gone in. Yeah. Uh, I never thought that I would see Ellen White yeah. try to do a bicycle kick. I mean, kick. <laughs> oh, I've seen her give it a go. She's, you know, I know what, it, it would have been perfectly executed, but obviously it went straight to <laughs> straight to the right. keeper right. um but i think prior to, i think i think prior to um ellen having a go at, at doing a bicycle kick i think uh press tries to create something mm-hmm. of a similar sort of style but it just wasn't as well executed let's be honest yeah that's probably why <laughs> I, I kind of forgot about it <laughs> yeah it was like it kind of was like it was it's sort of like half a <laughs> half a go not too sure um but yeah i mean that's the sort of quality that ellen can produce you know she's um you know, a technically gifted player, you know, she's experienced, she knows where the goal is and she's confident enough to go for those sort of chances when they come along. Very confident. I, I, I was, uh, I was rather like shocked that I was like, Oh, did she just try that? Okay. All right. Go for it. And I went, you know, and, and maybe on a different day that would have been, uh, that would have gone in, but um they did. I mean, from, you know, she only had uh, Ellen White only had 27 touches, um, which was was actually one of one of the, uh, in 84 minutes, which is actually one of uh, one of cities in terms of one of the players that had the least amount of touches throughout the game. So if United's plan was to try to not let her get the ball, it was relatively successful. Uh, but unfortunately, I think. I have to say there were so many other potential weapons that city employed instead uh, that were, you know, that eventually just played itself out. But um, because I think United did play in in a sense very well defensively, um, but I, but the execution of city's offense again was spot on. What do you think? 
Yeah, I, I think um, you're spot on. I think, again, just a more on that, um, you know, we've played sort of Arsenal in the past and, um, you know, we've always had to sort of isolate Miedemar and it was kind of mm-hmm. like a similar situation where United have seen, obviously, Ellen White as a, a potential threat, goal threat, and again, tried to isolate her out the game and then, and they and they did it well. Uh, to be honest, you know, like you said, she had a relatively quiet game, but the the moments that she was on the ball uh, was really positive play. Um, I think she had a couple of chances on goal. You know, she just obviously was unlucky, but I think um, she was, you know, for those moments she was in the game and, she, and she, like she said, she did have the ball. She, she was she played well. Um, I think. What's the question? I just went, <laughs> just went on the tangent about it. It was, a, it was great. Your answer was great. I mean, just looking at the overall execution, because yeah. City's XG in the match was 1.0. And they and they scored three goals with an XG of 3.0. What basically meaning that the chances that they had, they they converted them. You know, the, the bronze goal the weird goal, yeah. you know, I mean, they converted some tight, you know, difficult conversions and they were just clinically solid, you know, in doing so, um, you know, that's basically was and, and was, I was just wondering what the question more was about, what was your impression of that as well? Which I think you answered, I think you said. Yeah, I think obviously, yeah, I think it's I think it's just carried over into the, into the game against United. You know, again, I've mentioned it before, you know, we started off the season, we had ample opportunities. We could have had 30, 25 to 30 chances in a game and not scored. You know what I mean? Right. So right. the fact is that you know we're converting those converting those opportunities now when they come along and I think it's important now this I'm glad we found our momentum this side of the season because this is where it counts the most. Um, obviously, we would have liked to have had, you know, a really good start, but, you know, we, we, you know, we were essentially sort of ruled out of the running in the, in the title race. And now we're showing that, you know, we're here, we're competing, we're converting the goals where it matters, when it counts. And um, I think we're doing that with, with real quality and um, yeah, it's, in, in, it's enjoyable to watch as well. I was really impressed with how we played. And if I said uh, before the game, um, if we can go out and get a really convincing win against United and not concede any goals, fantastic. And they just delivered. They were brilliant. Yeah, and, and it was on both sides of the ball. And, that, and you know, on both sides of the pitch, both sides of the ball w- was very critical because, because despite the fact that, yes, United had injuries in United, but City just – any opportunity – they were not United was just not able to get the ball into a position where they had a good chance to score. They had maybe I, I pointed out maybe two chances really that they had that that if things had gone the right way, they could have scored. One was in the first half, one was in the second. Um, and that was it. And so from that past standpoint, they just didn't have the chances to really score. And then on the other hand, when city had the chances to score, they did. And so everything just kind of came together. Um, and, and that was a really, you know, that was very significant, but at halftime, it was still one nil. How confident were you about the team going into the half one nil going into the second half? Um, 
well, we've been there before where we've been 2 0 up and then obviously United have come back right. in the game. So right. anything can happen. Anything can happen. Like we said, it's a derby, you know, but. I had a really good feeling about the game, in all honesty. And I know, obviously, we keep talking about United's injuries and this, that and the other. But, you know, they had some opportunities, but they were the decision-making wasn't all that fantastic. You know, mm-hmm. I know there was a couple of moments, I think, Press could have easily just squared the ball. Right. Um, and, you know, just decision-making and, and you know, the... the uh, um, you know, Ellie had come really far out and literally all she had to do was take it around the keeper and simple finish. But Ellie just made a spectacular save uh, to, you know, deny United having any opportunities to sort of have a shot on target. It was was really clever how Ellie read the game. But I think, I think, I don't know. I, I always kind of just thought, we could you know if we could get another goal that yeah we could we could go on and, and win the game and uh, we did that and um I was really pleased with the execution so there was that other goal definitely came but it 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 did take a bit but Lauren Hemp did score in the 71st minute to get the <laughs> second goal uh and so forth and it it I almost thought it would what did you think I almost thought it was almost an own goal almost because it looked like it bounced off one player and then ended up in yeah, the, it ended up almost like is that an own goal or is she going to get credit for that? Yeah, it did. It did to me look uh, a bit of assisted from a you know, yeah, it looked player, assisted. didn't it? Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think I think it was a a, a strong, you know, a, again, you know, Lauren Hemp, really strong finish from her and I don't think I don't think it it could have been really saved I, I uh, Mary Epps's saves I think I think there was one or two opportunities where uh, I think even one opportunity where the ball spilled out of her hands and she yes. literally couldn't get a hold on it and it almost it almost she didn't even react to it you know she should be pouncing on that ball she should be stopping it and she she didn't she just in front of her and I thought god She's lucky there because, you know, if we had a player there, it's just been a simple finish, a simple tapping. And, you know, you'd have been really, Casey again would have been really disappointed because some of the decisions weren't weren't the best from United. And I think that was, uh, in many ways, that uh, was the difference because every time that United even got close, they made it and they either made a poor decision or they made a position to retreat. Uh, and and part of that has to be given credit yeah. to, to City's defense as well, uh, because as we've said before, it, you know City will press. You know once once an opponent gets the ball early, they will press as high as possible. But once you get through the first line of defense, then the City will pull back and go into almost a you know four five one kind of setup, and you know to kind of just wall off any other possibilities. And just United just wasn't quick enough. And then when they were quick, you know, it just got quickly just snuffed out, um, you know, fairly quickly, either through uh, being slow or uh, a strong defensive play by, you know, one of the city players. Um, and it just didn't, you know, the, whatever charge didn't amount to much, even though there was some impetus in the, the first part of the, the second half. But I think once that second goal went in, I think every, it, that was the end of it, I think. Um, I think everyone on all sides was like, this game is, this game is done. 
um, at that point. Which then brings me to another goal of the year candidate. Uh, talk about <laughs> watching, what was it like as a city fan to watch Caroline Weir hit that ball? It was a bit cheeky, I have to say, <laughs> from my standpoint, but what was it like to watch that? Uh, sensational. Do you know, Caroline Weir has got that in her locker, do you know, and I don't have, as soon as she hits it, I don't have any sort of reservations that it's not going anywhere other than the back of the net. <laughs> other than the back of the net, because she's, she's, oh, she's just amazing. Like, the way it left her foot and the way it just dipped, um, it was beautiful and it just looked perfect. And it almost went in slow motion as she hit mm -hmm. it. Yes. But, you know, it was a really, really similar goal to that that she scored in the in the derby against, mm -hmm. against United at the Etihad. Um, you know, she, she picked she, that ball, she intercepted, picked it up and sort of um, hit it in a similar sort of style and um, scored a spe spectacular goal. Um, and we were right behind that when she hit it. Uh, I think you, you can't see or view any goal better than when you, when you sat behind it and you can just see it dipping like it does. But but that that finish was absolute quality, so well executed. Um, and I, I'd said as soon as it left her, left her foot, I knew it was going in the back of the net. Um, fantastic, honestly, just an absolute brilliant player. She's so fantastic to watch. Um, she just elevates this team to to somewhere else. Honestly, she's what what she can do from from you know distance you know distances um unbelievable uh, and it, there isn't really anyone i don't think that i can compare her to in the women's game because she's just so ecospose mm -hmm. yeah exactly and and uh I, I i watched that goal like you know 107 times um you know, and it was just, you know, it was just one of those goals that you just like, <laughs> I, 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 sent it, I, I sent the goal to all my friends. Yeah. Like, I know you really don't like, like football that much, but watch this. This is just, un, you know, this is out of this world, really. Uh, and so yeah. forth. So um, interesting numbers yeah, from the great, uh, the great video on the city website. Yeah. Um, Sorry, there's a great video on the city website from all of the angles of the goal. Oh, okay. So you can see it from different angles. Oh, I got to check just... that out. I got to check that out. Yeah, check that out, y'all. That's, you know, yeah. to, to look at that, you know, it is it is absolutely glorious um, and so forth. So in some interesting numbers, you know, you know, typically City is really, really known for having a lot of the possession, but they only had 57% possession in this match. Um, also well known for having, you know, yeah. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of passes uh, and so forth. They only completed 449, which is usually they get, get a lot higher. Um, and so forth. Shots on target, they had eight versus United's three, kind of goes to what we were talking about before. Um, and interesting though, Alex Greenwood. Um, Alex Greenwood and Lucy Bronze. I, I love players that play both ends, uh, that play good offense and good defense. So you had Lucy Bronze had the one goal to, to, to start the match off, but she had you know, 86 touches, 15 pressures, five tackles, seven interceptions, and three blocks. <laughs> you know, 
I mean, she was just all over the place as usual. That's not unusual for her. Alex Greenwood had 95 touches, 16 pressures, six tackles, one interception. Uh, just a really strong defensive play. And I, I can't just say enough about the strong defensive play and having players, you know, and I know that, you know, they, they are right backs and left backs and they should be touching the ball. And, and But they just, you know, a lot of pressures. Uh, but the player that had the most pressures actually was Lauren Hemp. Lauren Hemp had 41 pressures. Kira Walsh had, had 34. Georgia Stanway had 33. Chloe Kelly had 32. Um, you know, it's just, that's just how, that's how City plays. Everyone pressuring the ball, everyone going after the ball. Uh, and, you know, but also, you know, Chris passing, I think their passing percentage was what? It was 81% which against United is, is a strong number, um, you know, to have 81% uh, passing accuracy. So who, for you though, I mean, there are a lot of people to choose from. Who was your, your star player of the match for City on Friday? Yeah, I think you've just said there that uh, I think that reflects just how much of a team performance this really was. Um, but I think, they got on the night, uh, Lucy Bronze for me, player of the match. She was so well involved with a lot of our play. Um, she fought really hard. Uh, she won quite a lot of battles. Um, she was progressive and it was probably one of the best games we've seen since she's come back to the squad as well. So hopefully, you know, we can continue to see, you know, Lucy Bronze showing us why she's the best there is because it certainly showed on Friday night. And it was great to see. And showing up in the big games, uh, you know, and that's a, that's the thing. I mean, there are there are players all over football that are really good players and pad their numbers on, you know, on, you know, and on some of them, not all of the great players pad their numbers on lower, lower opponents. But my point is, but when it comes to the big game, coming to derbies, playing against Arsenal, playing against Chelsea, coming, you know, and bringing everything and being the player of the match and i think i i agree lucy bronze was a player of the match because of all of the all of the work the workload all of the work rate the the precision being there at the right time the right place and, and you know and and really bring, as they say bringing it when it really mattered and it really mattered in this match and she showed up um and that's when you when you're the best player in the world you're supposed to show up in in uh the best matches any disappointments i know it's hard to give a, to look at one or two players and say things didn't measure up to my expectation um any of that for you even on a three nil win in the derby um no i mean like you said i think ellen white um i don't, I don't think that was anything um out of her control it was just united obviously isolating her and not giving her the opportunity um, to be as involved as we've seen Ellen White play against United and she's pressured them so high. You know, she's been um, basically on, on Mary Earps' toes, literally, as <laughs> she's trying to get the ball right, out right. on the back. But it was just a completely different game in that respect. You know, I think obviously uh, that was something United wanted to do to sort of keep her out of the game and... Um, she she still had an important part to get, to play. She was she was I think she assisted the first goal, um, even though it was scrappy. But yeah, it was um, yeah. If I had to say anyone, but Ellen, you know, she still had a fantastic game. Like I said, when she was on the ball, she was you know 
you know really good and and, and involved in in important parts of our play so yeah I, I just think it was sort of more united isolating her from the game than it was Ellen not giving the best I, I I completely agree with that it's not that it's not that she performed badly or not well it was die design that okay if we're going to take out united's plan was to take out the main striker and you know and make city beat them by you know um by from having to shoot from outside range uh to you know knowing that city is going to have opportunities so let's lower the probability that those opportunities will actually come up with something issue ended up being was city was able to convert on those opportunities where as you mentioned emma in the earlier part of the season that was not the case you know in a sense it was a sound strategy uh when you think about it is like okay let's take out the the person that's going to have the best chance at scoring if they get the ball which would have been ellen white so it was by design uh and that design worked however the precision on offense um you know by others and um you know from diff- all sorts of different angles um you know was uh, you know, certainly world-class top-notch um, and so forth. So speaking of world-class top-notch, um, did I count, and I'm, I'm now I'm moving away from the Derby into international um, break time. Did I count basically the entire, almost the entire starting lineup of City on international rosters? <laughs> Am I right in that? Did I see like 10 yeah. players on I, did I see it? Was it, am yeah. I right? There are 10 city players on or eight? How many city players are on team GB in the call up? Yeah. So um, this is for the, the England uh, call up um, right, right. with a view to team GB. And um, it was nine players, city players, but 10, if you include Jill, Jill Scott, who's on loan at Everton at the moment. Right. Yeah. I did count her. That's why I said, I said 10 uh, and so forth. So, um, so that, that's a lot of players. And then you've got, you know, then you had now Sam Mewis, they said was probably not going to report to the United States camp. Uh, Rose Lavelle got called up as well. Um, and are there other players from other, other countries that also got called up as well? that you can recall um i don't follow i don't really i haven't really been like all that busy i've been so busy recently he's going where or what but uh caroline yeah caroline where has been called up to scotland um janine becky's gone to canada um to, well, to join the, I don't know where their camp is, to be honest, but I know she's obviously gone to, to meet up with the Canadian squad. Um, I think Dal Camp has gone, has she? Yes. Yeah, she also has gone to the US, to the US camp. Yeah, Dal Camp has gone. So, yeah, the US... Uh, I think that's about it, to be honest. I believe so, I, I believe so, but I, I I like forgot the entire lineup. I just did made note of the fact that there were ten city players, include if you included Jill Scott uh, on loan to Everton, who were city yeah. players on I, I'm still, you know, I'm on still one roster. Yeah, um, and so ever forth. since the derby, I've just been. <laughs> right. but 
I just thought I just thought it was amazing to have that many players on an internet one international roster for one country uh, it was just um astounding um yeah. and so forth but for those out there who are interested uh the she believes cup is taking place during the international break uh which does feature the u.s women's team it also features the canadian women's team as well as well as brazil um and so some of the city players and the united players we talked about earlier in the earlier show earlier today will be taking part in that uh unfortunately sim us will not be taking part for the u.s team she will actually be staying behind uh and do you know just to kind of rest up and uh, nurse some knocks uh there um and i think there is another u.s player who is also going to be staying behind in manchester as well um uh, so but the, the she believes cup will be taking place through through the international break um you know coming up and all of those matches actually now they they were only going to uh, they were only going to televise the U.S. matches and the Canadian matches, but now they've decided to actually televise all of them. Uh, and those are going to be on the Fox Sports Networks uh, in the United States and North America um, during the, uh, she believes, cup competition, which will be held in the bubble in Orlando, Florida, uh, that is coming up uh, fairly soon. So uh, you'll be able to catch some of the players in action for their international squads. I know that great, that England will also have a friendly match, I think, with uh, is it with Northern Ireland, I believe, uh, or Scotland? I'm not sure. Um, yeah, Ireland, coming up yeah. also, um, and so forth. But it's a pretty long international break um, uh, that's coming up. So um, I need a break. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad of the break. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of glad there's a break too. I guess. Um, um, yeah. yeah. So, um, but you know, but it's cool it'll be cool all right emma thank you so much uh your insights have been awesome uh as usual i appreciate your time and energy to um talking about the city squad it's a lot of fun thank you for joining us today emma that's all right thank you for having me all right y'all it is um my time monday afternoon uh for emma in uh, in england it's, it's uh nine o'clock at night i think it's over there so five hour time difference but see <laughs> you for y'all out there listening to this watching as we make it happen all right so manchester is burning it's got to be out we have chosen a winner y'all we are changing our name for real. I know I've been talking about it for probably a month, but we are changing our name. We do have a winner. Um, I'm hoping to announce the winner and the new name in the next couple of days. An international break is a perfect time to do a complete renovation of the brand, the name, the logos, everything, the banners, all sorts of stuff is coming up soon. Um, just got to you know, sign the dotted line on a lot of that stuff, but we do have a new name. We do have a winner uh, of that uh, Amazon gift card. Thank you so much. We are going to close for today. Remember the light is out there. Acknowledge the light. Let the light become part of you. Also acknowledge that the darkness is out there as well, unfortunately, but do not ever let the darkness hug you. If it does, reach out for help, reach out for support, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Manchester is burning. Will probably be the last time we use this name, maybe, uh, is out for today. Have a great night.